Oh, cool. All right. Yes. That's all right. Okay. Just slid into it. It's a surprise. It's like Joe Rogan. It's a surprising start. It is. You've copied that. Um, we waited till it was running to do drinks. Do you want an evening drink? Uh, yeah, I'd love an evening drink. What do you want? I right, I like the cider. Got gin and tonic. I, I like the cider. It's like an apple bit. Right, give me a sec. Oh. <laughs> Shit. Take the headphones off. Uh, yeah, Jamie wandered away with his headphones on. It was funny. Why do you spell cider with a Y? Because it's because uh, it's oldie worldy. It was established in 1728, according to this. So, but it's to appeal to English men. Hang on, get the sound of this on the podcast. <laughs> Sexual. <sighs> All right. So we call this a roaming podcast, but oh, we're in your house again. Um, what have we done today? We have been to a flotation place i think you were viewing it as flotation whereas i look at it as sensory deprivation my main motivation for this was to be in a to be deprived of all senses yeah but then to see what my brain did like so i know they're selling this as oh you relax but so but my thought about it is the simpsons episode from the late nineties. Yeah, where he goes uh, to a flotation. Yeah, so. yeah. So where but Lisa sees stuff and A cartoon oh, may have missold you the truth. Yeah. Well look, I've based almost eighty percent of my personality on The Simpsons, so I figure it's about time I start giving back. So this is where Homer goes in the flotation tank and then it ends up getting taken out and he gets goes down hills and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's more it's more what Lisa does. And I know she's not the Simpson to follow. Does she speak to bleeding gums, Murphy? No, she doesn't, no, oh. thankfully. Um, she imagines being home or being upset that she's at some maybe classical music concert or ballet recital. Also, she imagines sandwiches. Did you get any any kind of vision or no? No, no I'm saying so. I kind of so I did consciously just start free associating stuff in my brain, which I can't remember. But it was what I was expecting more of was you know when you're falling asleep and you wake up because oh, your body's not quite ready to fall asleep and yeah. general monkey problems. Yeah, right? yeah, you get that joke. And, uh, yeah, and you're like, oh, God, what was I just thinking about there? Right? I figured it would be like that, and I would remember it, which is maybe too high And uh, It was a bit like that. I got a few jolts when I was going to sleep. Jolts as in, you know, the little jump that you get mm. when someone walks over your grave. I know what you're on about. I'm saying I didn't get them. All right, so let's explain it. It's in a little barn. It's a barn, yeah. Um, but a high-tech barn. The yeah. part of the future today. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's in a future bar. Um, um, you go in and that girl goes, hi, are you here for the flotation tax? <laughs> and it's like, yes. <laughs> no, I'm here to buy a pig. <laughs> um, I'll have one flotation and two dozen eggs. <laughs> yeah. So we went in and then we had those two girls and then that one showed us around. And it was, there was sexual undertones. I don't know. I think it's just because you were somewhere a bit clinical, which in and of itself is kind of horny. And uh, they were both quite attractive. And it was like, this is the room where you're going to get naked. Yeah, she was showing us how to get into a big tank and how to take your clothes off and shower and stuff. Mm. And, and I just, it just felt a little bit, I don't know, I've got a vibe. Mm. But I think that maybe she fancied me. Sure you did, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. That's what you thought. 
I don't know. Maybe maybe I was wrong about it. But anyway, besides the point, <laughs> that woman who was employed to be nice to me was nice to me. <laughs> she must fancy me. Uh, it's this big room, and then you get in this big pod, and it's got like an electronic well, lid. Yeah. So hang on. Let's. I, I want to go through the experience a bit more. So yeah, because I don't know what you did. So before we went into the room to start with, I was like, oh, I need a pee. I don't want to need a pee when I'm in there. So I went to the toilet. And then I got undressed and I thought, I need a poo. So I was like, not horrifically, but enough that it would annoy me in sensory deprivation. No, I that's did, all I would be thinking I did, about. But you know what I think that is? Anticipation. Yeah. It's an anticipation but, shit. But what, prob- what the problems were with that is I then, they, they both saw that I went for a pee. And then I had to come back out and be like, what I said was, Oh, I'm just going to go to the toilet properly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not all over the floor this time. And they were like, oh yeah, that's cool. But I was like, I couldn't think of a better way to phrase it. How did you go for a shit there without it making a big splashing noise? Maybe it did. I don't don't recall. Oh, you you can't go unprotected when there's someone outside the door. You have to like put paper in the basin. It's their problem, not mine. (laughs) Oh, I can't (laughs) do it. A couple of jobs ago, I had this uh, new guy as a boss. And we went into the library area where I worked in this university. And the toilet was just a big room. And they'd obviously just put a toilet in the, an actual proper toilet, sit down one, in the corner. And built the shittiest small frame around it. You know, like loads <laughs> yeah, of space I, I know what you're ceiling, talking about. Loads of space about. at the bottom where I could see his feet. Uh, and he just did the most horrendous shit when I was in the room. And it was like, I may as well have just been standing in there with him. Like, I could, I could half see him anyway. And it was it was like a load of old shoes coming out of loft. It was horrible. Um, well, rest assured, mine today was good regulation. Yeah, no, I mean, spot on. Not quite textbook, but, you know, textbook area. It, <laughs> yeah. it was good. It was good. Yeah. No, nothing to be embarrassed about. So after that, went in and shower. And she did, I think, quite sensibly advise us not to have too warm a shower. Because once you go into the pod, it's at body temperature, so you'll be cold if you come out of a hotter shower, which I thought was good advice. But it was nice hot water, really. It was like, it was like getting into a bath, but not too much. You know, she said, because it's Epsom salts, mm. don't let it get in your eye. Mm. So I got in, and stupidly, I, I touched my face, and a couple of drips landed on my nose. Just as the lights were going off, one of the drips rolled into my eye. And fucking hell, it stinks. So for the first 10 minutes, all I was concentrating on was how much my eye stang. Mm. Stung? Stung. Stung. Stung did. Yeah, so they play it. So you go in and you, and you close the lid. You do actually float and not touch the bottom. Which yeah, no, it's, it's super floaty. No, no question about that. Yeah, and you can fully relax. Lights all went off, except for the fact that the pod didn't close fully. So I had a slither of light. Oh, mine was, mine was spot on. Yeah, I know. Annoying. Total darkness. Yeah, annoying. Um, so you're floating around. I got a little bit panicky right at the beginning, like right at the beginning, because you, you don't know what to expect. But really quickly, just fully relaxed. Yeah, I was, I was very relaxed in there. Um... So wait, immediately, wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, yeah. Continue. Great. I was, I was fully relaxed, but I did have the stinging to start with as well. I apparently have some kind of small cut on the inside of my right leg, which I had no idea about, and I got into like, hmm, this is stinging quite a lot. Right. So for the first ten minutes, all that was all I could really think about. Well, what I noticed was I had itches and little pains the whole way through, which were coming and going. It's almost like because your body isn't actually touching anything, you get like your body kind of goes, oh, you got a a little ache here. And it almost like goes, here's the ache. And then it goes away. And then he goes, oh, this bit's itching. And then it goes away. It was really interesting to just feel all the sensations around my body going, this is itching. This is aching. I I found it a little bit disappointing. Yeah, so did I. 
in that I was floating, but the difference between that and lying on my bed with my eyes closed, it really wasn't that different. We say all of this, and I was actually, I fell asleep for a, a bit of it, which annoyed me because I'm like, I'm paying 65 quid. I want something good. I want, the, I want, the, I want hallucinations and mm. revelations. I don't want to just go to sleep. So I think, you know, we had to sign a disclaimer at the start. One of the things that was like, don't take any hallucinogens. I think your money flow is do take some hallucinogens <laughs> yeah. and go yeah. in there. I like the way that it said, um, don't ruin the tank of water in any way, brackets, an incident. <laughs> What the fuck is an incident? Um, yeah, so... Oh, look who it is. Oh, he's got sick or milk all over... Oh, and you've got it on you as well. I, I didn't see that. Sorry. You know, when I waved at you, I was just looking at you rather than the sick. Okay. okay. All right. Sorry. My baby boy's come in and he's been sick. Um, let's, let's adjourn. Let's, let's stop for one second and then continue. Continue. All right, good. So before we were so rudely interrupted by my son being sick everywhere, and he really was. Let's not undersell it. That was that was messy. That was, that was heavy duty. It was heavy duty. Yeah. Um, we we're saying when the light. I was saying when the lights come on and they wake you up slowly with that music. I felt fucking fantastic afterwards. I would. I genuinely was like, I feel brilliant. So even though I was like, this is just sleeping and this is just like lying in a very comfy bed in the dark, when it was over and they kind of, you know, bring you to, I felt fucking brilliant. I, I'm going to argue that I felt better before I went in than when I came out. <laughs> oh, man. They should have paid you 65 <laughs> Yeah, please. You know the, the Floatworks one in Vauxhall? I think if you are like, you know, big time worky twant and you're like, yeah, I was up at six and I yeah, I smashed Stephen at squash and then uh, <laughs> we uh, went in the office and I closed a couple of deals and this evening yes. I need to go out for drinks with Felicity. But, you know, in between I really got some downtime. It's a good I can I, I can see that being a, it, a big thing. Yeah, it's a same so thing. So yeah. it's maybe not as dramatic is it could be for some people. So maybe I'm not the right target market for it. Well, Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. And he talks about how he's got one in his house and it's amazing and it helps him think and it helps him work through stuff. My mind didn't calm down. It just went the way it always goes when you're kind of on the verge of sleep. Yeah, it was like it was yeah. like something I do for free every day. Yeah, I was thinking about having a wank when I was in there. Just because I was like... An incident. That. An, an incident. An incident, yeah. I was thinking about having it. Is it worth 300 quid? If you're worried about 65 quid, 300 quid for a salty toss. All tosses are salty, aren't they? <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, yeah, so I was going to, but the weird thing is when you go in there, you're so relaxed. Once you start relaxing into it, any movement at all is an effort. Like moving your arm, because you haven't moved for like 10 minutes and you're just flowing, just moving your arm is like, ah, oh, such an effort. Um, Agreed with that. Yeah, and so I just didn't bother. And then also the end of my bed and started stinging a little bit as if salt had gone in it. And then I was like, I'm not doing this. Well, I, I didn't do it on the grounds of basic public decency. I, I, I wouldn't like it if someone else had done it. Yeah, but I also pissed in their shower. Oh, I, I definitely pissed in their shower. <laughs> yeah. Well, a bit like an over an, an hour. Yeah, exactly. And I really needed a pee. And they give you water before you go in. Yeah, what's that about? Don't have a pee, here's some water. I mean, come on. Yeah, and there's no toilet in the room. So you finish your, I finished that and you're, you're on your second... Aspel cider with a Y. 
Have you seen that guy on the front, that Quaker Oats type of guy? <laughs> he reminds me of... Um, I think he looks like Newton. I mean, I mean, he looks like the drawing of Newton. Yeah. I don't, you, know? <laughs> you, you don't know who... Oh, that's right, Isaac, that is. Yes, he does look a little bit like Isaac Newton, but he also looks like every dude from Although, in fairness, an apple fell on Newton's head. Could this be Newton? Maybe it's Newton's brother. Right, he was there with him. Aspel Newton. <laughs> yeah, something Aspel Newton sounds like a... I it sounds know, like a town. It sounds like a condition. <laughs> yeah. He's got Aspel Newton disease. Yeah. You can't take him out to restaurants. Right, so anyway, flotation tank as a rating of an experience. Now, obviously, it's good that we experienced it. Mm-hmm. So 10 is it exceeded all expectations. Zero is it met no expectations. Well, no, no. So you're saying this against expectations. I'd like to put it as an overall experience, like 10 being... Africa, when we went on that African holiday. Yeah, okay. Ten, ten being... Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, being on the Umbacelli or whatever. Yeah. And zero being... Going to work and having a shit meeting at nine o'clock. I think it probably delivered four. I would say five. Because I felt that real, lovely, relaxing high. I mean, I'm going to say I was more relaxed than I've been in a long, long time. But your life is more hectic than mine. Uh, not really. You live in London. Yeah, I live in London, but also I can just go and chill out whenever I want. Mm. Four's damning. And, I, I, and it is partially expectations management. I really did want the I'm seeing things stuff. I did. I, I, I honestly I did. do take some hallucinogens. Because if you see, take some hallucinogens... But you can take and, some hallucinogens and see shit without getting no, a fucking yeah, tank you, for 60 Yeah, but if you take, take some hallucinogens and you see a guitar and you're like, oh, wow, that guitar's talking to me, right? If you take some hallucinogens and see nothing... It's what's inside you is talking to you. This is the Native American experience, maybe. You just yeah, you need, need to, to be... go sit in a hot hut off your face of magic mushrooms and come out and say, oh, I saw a bird eating a rat and then you'll be called bird rat or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Chief bird rat eater. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, I say five and a half and you say four. Oh uh, yeah, 10 out of 20. 10 I, out of I don't 20. regret doing it in any way. I'm, I've been curious about it for a while. All right, 50%. Out of 100, 50%, which, which is a 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> Which I, I scraping a two two. It's a Tom Bolton two two. Yeah, I, I I prefer uh, what we did to James Lovell's time at uni. So Tom Bolton got fifty percent and got a two two. I got fifty nine point four percent and got a two two. Uh, you've never brought that up before. I'm, no, I'm surprised no. to hear about it. I'm not bitter. No. This is the early late night review show. The only podcast you're listening to right now. I had an idea, right, the other day, and I thought, why don't I make a documentary based on learning something for 10,000 hours, and the documentary shows my progress from absolute 100% novice, never done it before, to 10,000 hours later and what I'm able to do. The idea, I thought about lots of different things, but the idea that I thought i could do would be stand-up comedy i think you may have underestimated what ten thousand hours is at that point it's not about the documentary it's about becoming a stand-up comedian if you put ten thousand hours into something and the documentary let's say you put a hundred hours into it's not about the documentary right how many is ten thousand hours let's work it out on the calculator that's a, that's a lot of time jamie well Okay, so hang well, on. let's say you're able to devote two hours a day to something, right? That's not unrealistic. All right, and that is still a lot. So, okay, instead of two hours a day, let's say... So 10,000... Okay, so how do I do this fucking sum? How do I do this maths? Well, if you just do... So let's call... Just call it two hours a day, right? Doesn't matter. On average, it's an average thing. Okay. So divide that by two. Uh, yeah, so 5,000. So 
So that's five. So and then divide five thousand by three six five. Yeah, good point. So it's thirteen and a half years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I, I, I knew you were underestimating this. Yes, but the idea is you you cram, you do intensives, you go on like weak courses, you you. I mean, you. Do, but you have a young family, Jimmy. But you do everything you can. I know, but it, this is maybe I make this. Okay, cool. We've got it down to eight years. Score. Why not? Why not do so? This is the point. I want you to do. I want you to come with me on this journey. I want you. I'm to, up for like. Let's learn to be a stand-up comedian, right? But I feel like. Maybe you can, if you get but good enough... The, we're proving the point of the 10,000 hours makes you an expert in something. But I think maybe after a 1,000 hours, if you're good enough and have enough natural charisma and our uh, adeptness, that's not the word. You're adept at it. Yeah, but there's a better word I'm not thinking of. Apt? No. Apt? Uh, <laughs> ah? All right. <laughs> yeah. If you're that, then maybe you could be good enough to be full time and then end up spending 10,000 hours on it. I think 10,000 hours is a hell of a stretch. This is the entire point. No one's ever done this shit. The thing is, right, the time is going to pass anyway. 10, 13 years is going to pass anyway. I know you've always thought about it in the back of your mind. I've always thought about it in the back of my mind. I don't think I'm fucking funny. It's something that I just feel like, a bit like getting up on stage and playing guitar, it's almost like a rite of passage. And it's also a great life skill, not the comedy part of it, but everything you have to do to be able to do it equips you better for life. And also, I'm really, I'm not a particularly confident guy as in I used to be, and my confidence has, for some reason, just been massively eroded uh, over the last few years. And I think it's because... It's because you've got a realisation of who you really are. No, you know what, it's, you know what it is? <laughs> it's because the longer I work in an office, the more I feel a fraud, the more that voice inside of me is going, you're not meant to be doing this. What the fuck are you doing? You need to get out. I thought to myself at like 25 when I felt like this, or 30 when I felt like this, that I wouldn't feel like it. It would get to a point where either I'd escape the office or I would come to terms with it. But actually, I haven't escaped and, and I haven't come to terms with it at all. I'm actually, probably like you, quite effective in the office. You get good at your job because you've been doing it for so many years. So obviously you're going to be half good at it. But at the same time, you don't want to be good at it. It, what, it annoys me that I'm, I'm good at my job because I'm like, shit, I could get good at something else. But instead I've chosen, or not chosen, but instead I've gone down this fucking path where I'm good at being a fucking office cog. Well, why don't we be good at something which would actually fucking benefit us and take something back? I agree wholeheartedly, except the 10,000 hours part That of was it. a good speech. It was. Yeah. It was. I need to put some dramatic music over that. Okay. There's inches everywhere. Waiting to be grabbed. We're going <laughs> to crawl out of hell one inch at a time. Yeah. Why don't you just win one? Why don't you just win one? What's that? You know, when um, Cameron Diaz is talking about his Super Bowl ring or Pantheon Cup as it is, she's like, it's lovely. Yeah, I used to wear my dad's and stuff. It's great. But then he's like, yeah, why don't you just win one? Oh, that's my favourite bit of Any Given Sunday. I, I haven't seen it. The only bit I remember... Any Given Sunday is the only film I've watched on my own in the cinema. Because I thought no one's going to come with me and watch an American football film. Um, I watched two films alone in the cinema. One was Snatch, because Lovell let me in for free. But I, God, Lovell working at that cinema was just, I mean, I, every, because it was blockbuster beforehand, literally every film released in 99, 2000, 2001 I've seen. Yeah. Um, just for everybody who may not know Lovell, check out last episode. Um, he's on there. He's quite a character. He's like a bit of a mad, 
man. Like I like he got the job at the cinema and then without any qualms was just like, yeah, come down, I'll let you in free. I'm like, <laughs> you could definitely lose your job. He's like, that's all right. <laughs> so I just went down and um, by myself and it was like middle of the day and I and I met him and he's like, yeah, in you go. So I just <laughs> went and watched Snatch for free. Um, and I also watched Drive by myself. And there was only three people in the cinema. It was a day off work and it was fucking great. Have you seen Drive? I've still never seen Drive. I mean, I love the song from it. Yeah, so good. The soundtrack's good. Mm. The atmosphere of it is good. The, the feel of it's good. It's the, it's a bit like a, a modern day Western, as in he's kind of like the man with no name who doesn't say much. I heard he's supposed to, but basically the whole vibe is he's actually supposed to be autistic. It does make sense, but I think that's someone just coming up with a shit theory about it. He's certainly not meant to be autis- autistic. I don't know. I haven't read the book. It's a book, is it? It is a book first, yeah. Right. Anyway, Lovell, being at the cinema, was genuinely fantastic. I remember one day where me and Tom Peach watched American Beauty and Toy Story 2, like, back to back. Fucking hell. I mean, that, that was it. I'll just go go and do that. That's great. Oh, American Beauty, that was good. Well, the first time I saw it, I thought it was great. Second time I saw it, I thought it was great. Third time, no, not so much. Is it one of those films that if you're not 20, it's mm, not as good? Oh, oh it's um, like the bit with, you know, the, the drug dealer guy on Kevin Spacey's daughter. They are so embarrassing. They're literally cringy if you watch it now. Oh, really? I mean, I, so I watched it, not even now. So I'm saying I probably watched it maybe when I was 22, 23. And I was like, I hate everyone except for the Mattress King. He's the man. I don't remember the Mattress King. He's Oh, the, he's the one fucking the wife? Yeah. Yeah. Good old Mattress much, King. Much like in Friends. The Mattress King. There's a Mattress King in Friends. Is there? Isn't there? Yes, there is. Hang on, here. No, I'm no, no, here, here. Come here. <laughs> no, come here. Are you going to get Mike shy? I, yeah, I can't remember the Mattress King. All right. Yeah, you do. Janice is with the Mattress King and then goes off with Chandler and then Joey goes to buy a mattress or there's he's in the mattress store and, and he sees, and he the sees them through the window getting off with each other and the whole comedy thing is the face he pulls when he sees them. Yeah. Matt LeBlanc's a good actor. Matt LeBlanc is wicked and he's wicked actually, in Top he's Gear. good in that specific role. You can see why he never went on to conquer Hollywood. They're all good comedy actors. It's easy to overlook Jennifer Aniston. She is a good actor. Oh no, she's, a, she's such, she's such a good Guardian, comedy actor. I'm supposed to say actor now. We were talking about it the other day about how good, good they all are at comedy like, acting. Th- well, think about her in Office Space. She's really good. Yeah, but she's a good actress, full stop. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, whereas... whereas Lisa Kudrow can fuck yes, off. Yes, Lisa Kudrow can fuck off. She's the weakest link, for sure. Yeah, get out, giraffe neck. Yeah, yeah. And she's um, definitely the most dislikable character. Oh, God, can you imagine having to hang around? Like, literally, if she was one of your titular friends... What friends? Because be, it's in the title. Titular? T- titular. It's in the title. So that's what titular means. Oh, okay. It means it's in the... I thought you meant the programme was called Titular Friends. I was like... <laughs> yeah, they just like... up was series one, but then they dropped the titular bit. It was weird. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah. It was actually called Friends Like These. Was it? For the pilot. And then they then they went to Friends for season one. All right, okay. If... Um, yeah, if Le- Phoebe was your friend, you oh, piss off. Shut up. Just shut up. Yeah, she's an awful woman. Yeah. There was a Twitter conversation about this. Someone, someone just wrote, why do the others hang around with Phoebe? She's vile. <laughs> and it just caused like a big escalation of everybody going, God, she's, a, she's just a cunt. 
She's just a permanent... If you watch her, she's just a permanent arsehole to all of them. She's not particularly friendly or nice to them at all. Oh, and they're saying it's, oh, I'll just see something completely random. Isn't that funny? No, no, it isn't. If they cut her out, she would not be missed in any way. No. Well, but you need six people to have uh, different duos in an episode. Uh, that's probably why Cheers lasted so long. Yeah, because you've got infinite combinations there. Yeah. Sitcoms go on for a while and they introduce new characters. It's like, oh, new characters. They brought in Kelsey Grammer and Kirstie Alley. Way to go, casting director. <laughs> you know what I mean? You nailed that. No, Kirstie Alley was good she, uh, as a replacement for Diane. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being pro. I'm, I'm not being oh, on right, yet. Right, I'm right. saying that, that I'm, I'm genuinely... Oh, sorry. I was, ab- I was about to say, what as funny as that is, they're good. No, that's yeah. what I mean. Okay. It's like right. no other TV programme has done replacements or additions as well as Cheers. Because Diane was a big, big part of Cheers. Because the whole beginning of Cheers was to do with Sam and Diane. Mm. Yeah, and then it was just Sam and... Kirsty Alley. With friends, they brought in who's the guy who went out with um, Phoebe? Paul Rudd, is it? Is it? Yeah, who is a good actor he, and very likable. Piss off. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you rather um, she ended up with Dan Castellaneta, Homer Simpson, who I think came back in the series final. The guy who went, he went to work in the Arctic or something. Oh no, 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 no! That's not him. That's um, you know, he's the scientist. Yeah, and all that. Hang on, let's Google this. Just while you're doing this, can I say, I haven't said I've not watched Friends in a decade. One of my favourite, most self-aware things is I was watching E4 and uh, I'd been watching Big Brother Live because it was the early 2000s. Hank Azaria. Yes, okay. There you so go, So it's yes. a poo. Um, so yeah, no, I'm watching E4 and like Big Brother's coming to finish and they were like, well, that's the uh, end of life, Big Brother. So we're going to show Friends now because in E4, that's the only two things we show. <laughs> and I was like, that was okay, fair enough. That was funny. Uh, yeah, they. I don't know about now, but E4 went through a stage where they had a guy who was a commentator who was, I actually think it was the guy who does the X Factor. You know, Rachel Adadeji. It's It was him. That guy was doing the E4 commentary for a while. And when they had a trailer for a film, or for a TV show like One Tree Hill, he'd be like, Look at these people. Look at her face. There's that guy from Friends. Hey, do you remember him? This looks rubbish. It was like it was like, like a kind of comedy. And then he was like, One Tree Hill, don't miss it or whatever. And um, it was actually really good. It was very much caused by that theme of commentary based off of Come Dine With Me. Yes, which um, completely jumped the shark, didn't it? When it first came on, you were like, this is fantastic. Yeah, it was good because the commentator completely took the piss out of it. Mm. And then everyone was like, hang on a minute, we want a bit of this. And then everyone took the piss for a bit. And then everyone was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And then Come Dine With Me, it just, I think they upped it from four to five. No, it was always five because it was five days a week. But then they went to show, but then, but then were, <laughs> at, at first, first <laughs> there was five people, but then there was they four. dropped it to four so they could show a one hour episode. Can we talk like that from Sh- now on? Sugar puffs. Are you even being serious right now? So we get hands, <laughs> face. <laughs> so we, we Lovely, jubbly wobblies. So tell me about Mexico. Uh, yeah, Mexico was really good. Um, Wait, so who did you go with? I went with Tom, fellow podcast member. Tom Peach. Uh, Richard. And Who's this Richard Cunt? So he is Tom's mate. All right. You'd, if you met him, you'd remember him. Nice guy? Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Um, and Kaz, who is uh, a bit Tom's mate, but more Richard's mate. Is she better or worse than a flotation tank experience? Well, I've not. Well, it depends how you want to say experiencing her like every day in a car. I'd say yeah, better. But I mean, no, no further than that. (laughs) 
Well, if we, I don't get it. Well, I mean, it's like her driving around with her is what I mean. Oh, you got a car out there? Yeah, so we flew Mexico City. Okay. And we spent a couple... Hang on, Mexico City. I always get Mexico City mixed up with New Mexico. What's the capital of New Mexico? Albuquerque. Is it? Well, it's certainly a town in New Mexico. Not the best named town in uh, New Mexico. The best named town in New Mexico is Truth or Consequences. <laughs> is that true? That is true. That's it, fucking amazing. It was that the, is fact of the podcast. It was um, it was a game show in the fifties, and I, I can't remember if they ran a competition or just to capitalise on it, the town changed their name to uh, Truth or Consequences. What was it called before? I. Truth or dare? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Santa Fe, of course, is the... I would not have guessed the, that. ...the capital. But I think Albuquerque is a big town. Hot dog. Hot dog jumping frog. frog. Yeah. Oh, jump a frog? I thought it was hot dog jumping frog. This makes sense because the frog in the video. I've always went with hot dog jumping far. Because Albuquerque is a long way to jump. Hot dog jumping frog. Albuquerque. Um, yeah, anyway... So, Mexico City, not New Mexico. Da, 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 da. Yeah, right. It's a good tune. It is a good tune. It's Pretty a good, bad tune. good band. Yeah. And uh, I, by good band, I mean that and Cars and Girls. I don't know the rest. Uh, cars and Girls? Wasn't it? Only none of Cars and Girls. Oh, yes, right. Okay, I was thinking of Girls, girls and Cars, which is a totally different song. Is that by The Good Charlotte? Girls like boys, girls like and it is not that. Anyway, so we went to Mexico City for a couple of days. And Mexico City gets a bad rap. People are always like, oh, Mexico City, oh, it's really dangerous. Really. It was amazing. Wasn't remotely dangerous. Felt 100% safe, except for one mental guy, but that was a mental guy. You get them um, everywhere. Every you, city. You get them everywhere, except they all congregate outside Brixton Tube. Um, oh, they fucking do. Oh, Brixton Tube is London's home of the mental. Tom's like, hey, mate, I fucking love Brixton. And I'm like, how do you love Brixton when you come home from work and you've got to walk through this shit every day? Just got to walk through a bunch of fucking awful people haranguing you. It's only two minutes. And they don't harangue you. They're just like, ah, the cars, <laughs> yeah. the cars. Yeah, you're yes, you're, <laughs> you are right. But it, it's Brixton to me is, I remember Brixton in 1994. Tom went to Brixton in like 2006 or something like that. Brixton in 1994 was fucking awful. Brixton in 2000 and, well, Brixton now is just young, fit, white girls who, not not being racist, I'm trying to explain the, the change of the demographics, um, who like are 22 and house share and they all work in fucking marketing. Yes, that upsets me. Fact. Trump's full legal name is Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump, some say... We can equally refer to him as his club stage performance name, D.J. Trump. The greatest in the history of the world. We, the jury, find the commercials not guilty. (laughs) This is outrageous. Order, order in the courtroom. And demand an appeal. Meanwhile... At a press conference in Washington. Are there any questions? Uh, you are indeed, Mr. Speaker. I'm a voice coming out of a speaker. Right. Let's put the two together. Mr. Mr. Speaker, Speaker, yes. You be the judge. 911. Yes, I'd like to report an emergency. <laughs> There's a turkey in my house. It hung up on me. Welcome back to Turkey Talk. Let's take a call. Yeah. Yeah, I can't understand you. I'm, I'm a human. Here's what you gotta do. Go to your browser... Clear your history, you know, your history, then log on to Attention listener, we're locking up the commercials. 
Right, Mexico. So there for a couple of days, and it was like just getting acclimatized. We were basically staying on the main square in Mexico City. Did some general investigation there. Where it is, is the foundation of the Aztec civilization. So you know how the Mexican flag has ah, like a... civilization. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I'm now thinking about which of the civilization, uh, civilizations have I been to? Yeah, so we're talking about Civilization the Computer Game by Sid Meier. Hmm. Um, Sid Meier. He's not yeah. Sid Meier's Pirates or Sid Meier's Colonization or anything else. Or Sid Meier's. Did he do Railways or Fairground or something? Yeah, uh, real, uh, not Railroad Tycoon, but something like that. Well, it split off, didn't it? Because Sid Meier's went one way and um, whoever it was, EA or whoever. Feroxus? I don't know. They The software houses split and then they both did their versions of Civilization. Trouble about Civilization and the reason why I haven't got Civ 6, because I'm tempted to, is because I just don't have the time. It's like you need to sit down no, for you, five hours. Yeah, yeah, you do. Or yeah. So you get into it. Whoever came up with the idea of the blank world map that you had to discover, that's it. That's Civilization's hook. Can you imagine if you could see the whole world? No, I've got to go there, there, whatever. It's the... There's blank squares in front of me, and if I go here, what am I going to see? Yeah, it's wicked. Sensational. What a great Do you remember gimmick. Lovell playing it at uni? And it was like, he was like in like 1850 or something. He was like really advanced. And he just had blank squares right next to cities. He's like, yeah. I'm sure nothing will be there. And I like, just fucking, just get a chariot. He'll take one go, get a chariot, go have a look and see what's there. He was like at that level. Maybe not. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I don't know. But he, he, he certainly was not bothered about it. Like discovering things just right around in the city. Hey, do you want to have a chat on the mic? No, I'm Come good. on, say something. No, I'm good, thank you. Alright, it's nothing to be scared of. No, I know. No one listens. <laughs> <laughs> the only people who will listen is um, Bolson, maybe, because he's on holiday, and Ed will listen in his Astra. <laughs> um, don't flip the Astra. Don't flip the Astra. Every uh, there, there are There's like, a BBC One Saturday Night Show <laughs> waiting to happen. <laughs> You can get Paul O'Grady as well. Um, or you could get Deck from Anton Deck because he's just done for drink driving. <laughs> yeah. I feel sorry for Deck. Have you, have you seen what's happened to him? I'm, I'm vaguely aware. He's basically having a, a full meltdown. I feel more sorry for Ant because he's not done anything wrong. Fuck <laughs> it is. I mean, he's, he's not a viable proposition of his own. No one's buying Ant's Saturday Night Takeaway, are they? He's doing the last two Saturday Night Takeaways. In fact, we should watch it. Hang on. Um, can, can you record it? Can you go Sky Plus it now? Oh, uh, whatever we, whatever we but do. But won't they have... Uh, because Ant's... No, it's going to go... Let's watch but it. But won't they have replaced... Yeah, okay, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, but won't they have, like, replacement stuff? So it's like, here's Ant... Uh, no, no. Which one's oh, not there? Ant is the one who is um got the drink problem. Yeah, okay, so there'll problem. be, like, there'll be, like, special guest stars. So it'll be, like, Deck and George Clooney, or, like, less good than George Clooney. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know I don't know if he's Deck and Dodd's Saturday night giveaway <laughs> It'll be like Yeah Deck and I was going to say Keith Chegwin there Poor old Keith Chegwin No he's dead He is The way you said it No he's dead <laughs> No but that was a He didn't He didn't feel like It was Chegger's time No I, And the worst thing is I Really morbidly I went and looked At his last tweets um, I, I do this with a lot of people The guy from Anal Cunt The singer um, oh, I he, was listening. Uh, hang on, well, I wasn't listening to Anal Cunt, but I was listening to someone talk about Anal Cunt only the other day. Yes, they they were, they were actually quite a good, funny band. Um, he he just tweeted him. Obviously, you would just random stuff, something really shit, and then he just died. With Chegwin, the last couple of tweets were still not right. Really sorry. We'll be back soon. I know it's heavy as fuck. So a friend of mine uh, died when I was in Mexico. Oh, and, mate. Uh, yeah, she, she'd been ill for a while when we knew she was terminal and stuff. 
and I got a message saying that, but it was it was like I was looking back to my last like WhatsApp conversation with her, which was in like mid January, and it was like and it was kind of like you know, lol, see you soon. Oh fuck! What? Did, how did you know at work or? Yeah, through work. Yeah, we we sat beside each other for years. What in Aberdeen? Yeah. Oh man, fucking do do I know her? No. Jesus Christ, that's rough shit. It's not on. Really? Mm-hmm. All right, maybe they've just ditched them because they've got two left and Deck was going to do it by himself. So I wanted to see Maybe, how maybe that'll be next week they'll scrabble for it. But it will be Deck and someone famous. But like, not, okay, not George Clooney. It'll be like... It'll be other famous Anthony. So it'll be Deck and... Um, who's that chef that stole Andy all Joshua. the stuff? Oh, they'll get Andy Joshua. And then they'll get Anthony Royal Thompson, or whatever his name is. <laughs> they won't <all> get <laughs> Anthony Royal Thompson does not have cultural cash yet. I was thinking it'd be like Aunt and Stacey Solomon. The only good Anthony is Anthony Joshua. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is good. Oh, and he would kill it on something like that. He would just turn up and be like a proper thespian and be like, this is all below me. And people would love it for a one-off. Yeah, I would watch it. It's only funny if the sap's got dignity. In fact... Planning out Dex's career now, but he's got a bright future in the same way that Have I Got News For You have when they started getting a guest speaker. Ah, uh, but it became worse. Well, because they only ever had that guy what does um, Hey Dougie's voice. What was he called? Alexander Armstrong. Alexander Armstrong. Now, if they just made him host, it'd be fine. But then they have like... I mean, like, Clarkson's, someone, like, Clarkson's on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Clarkson's great on And who's the, the fat comedian who talks about Oh, Kate. Joe Brand. Joe oh, Brand's on it a lot. God, she's awful. Uh, yeah, no, there are a lot of people who, like, if I got news for you, went down the tubes a little bit when Angus Deaton left, because he was great in that role. He was good. He was very good, yeah. Um, and then you get people on, it's like, oh, can you just shut up? Dara O'Brien, right, just going, ah, uh, before you say something is not a punchline. No, no, no. Fuck he, off, Dara O'Brien. No, 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 he says it, he says it after, so what he yeah, does is like, say, he says I don't want to do it, because I've got to signify it's a joke. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, piss right off. He does that shit show about computer games, which I think bombed. It's terrible. Any show about... Well, it's on Dave. I've never seen it. And I thought, I might be interested in it. The only good show ever about computer games was... Uh, Bad Influence. No. Games Master? Yes. All right. I did like Bad Influence too. I I love Dominic Diamond. Uh, Yeah, well, that one where uh, the boy... Dave something or other who claimed me like this game's guru thing and then I'm like play a game and he was just so bad at it. Oh, he lost he, and then he said it yeah, was a fix. Yeah, 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 he was so angry about it. And, he, and he was an American like flag bandana on despite being about 30, you chief. Yeah, but surprise, surprise, man in the 90s who goes on Games Master is geek. Oh, okay, yeah, but he wasn't even good geek. I mean, you might as well follow through on that. He lost and he was like, oh, this is all a fix. Yeah, it's a fix. So, like, w was like, oh, well... Same he did it. Dominic, Dominic Diamond took the piss out of it. Yeah, him. he did. Because that's what Dominic Diamond did best. He was... Um, I remember he said something along the lines of, just like that band, big cunt tree. Like that. <laughs> it was like, like really pushing the boundaries. Oh, okay. Well, do you know that after Games Master finished with Channel 4, they brought it back for a short while on Sky 1, and they had Jet from Gladiators as the game's mistress. Oh, mate. <laughs> uh, oh, man, there's a reason I remember this. I might even have made it up in my head because that's basically <laughs> all. I, like, I can imagine 14-year-old me being like, this is what I want in life. I'm not even sure it's real now. Diane Udale? Ulade? No, she's now a psychologist. Yes. And she was the big brother psychologist for a while. And when I lived in Barnet... Yeah, but she's not Linda Papadopoulos. Oh, mate. Um, <laughs> so, or even Linda ba- uh, Papadopoulos' black equivalent, Blinda Blackalopoulos. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very good. Um, no, but Jet from Gladiators, when she was the psychologist in... Uh, I love the way that's all she said, we're going to be called. It's like Duncan from Blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she was in Tesco's in Boreham Wood doing her shopping, and I saw her, and I was like, that's fucking Jet from Gladiators, but looking fitter than she did. I can believe, well, she, she's going to be all milfy and stuff Not now, that I she? look... Because I'm not bothered. I'm just saying, as purely she, aesthetically, she's she's purely aesthetically. But I think older women are more attractive. It depends on the woman. Susanna Reid. Well, I mean, it's she's maintained a high level with slightly differing looks. Who's the radiant woman who does the news and she does the Antiques Roadshow? Oh, Fiona Bruce. Fiona Bruce. I do dislike Fiona Bruce because she editorialises on the news, and that if there's something she doesn't like, she'll see it. But she'll say it in this manner. Yes, she does. And she arches she her eyebrow and she shakes her head. Yeah, she does. Don't editorialise, just read what's in front of you. Hugh Edwards doesn't shake his head. He never got old Trevor... Trevor McDonald. He Trevor would Mc- not shake his head ever. No. My... I, I'm, we're, we're jumping a bit, bit to bit here, but my Trevor McDonald story is I remember being a kid, late 80s. I have a Trevor McDonald story, so... Let's see who's got the best Trevor McDonald story. So late 80s, I'm sitting in my grandma's house, and Trevor McDonald isn't an old man by this point, right? He's maybe in his 40s, and he, his hair is going from black to grey. So, so basically, there's like the black bits, but the grey bits kind of sparkle off the lights. It wasn't quite adjusted for grey hair, if you like, Yeah. right? And my grandma said, isn't that disgusting? People have spat on him just because he's black. <laughs> I was like, that's obviously not true. <laughs> he's gone on TV with gob in his hair. <laughs> that's amazing. You're great. She was obviously losing at that point. I no, she would. No, she. Uh, she unfortunately died quite young. So um, she would only have been about six. No, she, my grandma was a very. Oh, that is fucking brilliant. She was a, in, in, in a very nice way. Love her, but she was a bit unhinged. Um, but yeah, that's the kind of thing she might say. Unhinged, but not racist. No, she was disgusted by it. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, the fall we've actually thought there was like something sparkly in a man's hair was because of spitting. <laughs> like not even like those guys have shouted him in the street, but they've literally gobbed on his head. And, and he hasn't and he hasn't like cleaned that out. The quantum the quantum leap in her head from <laughs> something sparkling in her hair to racist have spat on him and they've let him go on TV with saliva <laughs> in his hair. It's just absolutely brilliant. That knocks my Trevor. Yeah, your Trevor McDonald's story is gonna be shit now. Um, I went to watch This Is Your Life being filmed. Uh, Did he present that or was it, it his This Is Your Life? And he presented it. Okay. Who was it? It was Simon Cowell's uh, This Is Your Why Life. Why were you going to watch that? We got free tickets and we just went. Mm, that's yeah. better than a night doing anything else. It, well, it was an experience. Okay, fair enough. I would I would say it was um, flotation tank <laughs> level experience. Better or worse than a flotation tank? <laughs> um, I would say I didn't feel as relaxed. <laughs> Um, but I did feel sleepy. <laughs> no, so the good bit was when he basically came on stage, they kind of whipped the crowd up a little bit into a frenzy. You know, you get that kind they of... They Bobby Charlie out first. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now there's a niche reference, but okay, let's continue. Uh, no, that's a great reference. I know, you know, Bo- I know you know Bobby Charlie, but I don't think anyone else listening to this will, will know I will Bobby Charlie. a Bobby Chariot YouTube in the show notes. Okay, cool. Okay, someone started a kettle... He came out, and the funny thing was, you know, he's a very conservative man. People just started going, Trevor, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, and then everyone was doing it. And he was just standing there on stage, completely stony face, where everyone was going, Trevor, Trevor. And I thought that was very funny. And then later on in the show. But then you gobbed on his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> um, then 
later on in the show. It's, as far as I remember, Jerry Seinfeld came out. For Simon Cowell? Uh, yeah, but I think Jerry Seinfeld was there before Simon Cowell. And then obviously everyone was going, Jerry, Jerry. It was great. Yes, so that's my Trevor McDonald story. Your Trevor McDonald story. Mine was actually about Trevor McDonald. Yours was more about your grandma. Yeah, I mean, that's a good Trevor McDonald story. It is, yeah. So what's the, what is the most famous person you met? Ooh. I met the like crew of Big Brother 3 or something because they were staying in the same hotel I was. No, once. that is not anybody uh, famous. When I was in Reading, so you might know who this is because I didn't. When I was in, in Reading working House of Fraser in 2001... The Chelsea keeper, the main guy who is the Chelsea goalkeeper. So Dave Besson? Who, I don't know. Okay. He was foreign. Oh, he, okay. he was white, but foreign. Dimitri Karin? Probably then. Did he sound Russian? Uh, yeah, he could have been. Yeah, okay, Dimitri Karin then. Yeah. He came into House of Fraser. Now, I didn't know who the fuck he was because I'm not a big... I, I, I'm, I follow football not to the level of knowing individuals in fucking who are the, who are the keepers in some fucking teams anyway so i have a passing interest in best mainly big tournaments i wasn't gonna know who this guy was he uh, came in everyone was like starstruck all the blokes were going oh fucking hell look at you, you're the man and all this bullshit i would just stayed away from him because i was like i don't know who you are i don't particularly care who you are um not being aloof just to me just looked like a normal guy and because of that he asked me to he came up to me and he said oh can you help me out and uh, i talked him through some fridges that's great some, some white goods and whilst I was talking to him lots of people were kind of coming up and like standing around like with a shit eating grin going eh, eh, wanting to talk to him and I was like eh, I'm with a customer mate I mean I mean in Reading if we're going to go back that far I did make a burger for Libby Kennedy from Neighbours yes that's a good niche that is did you yeah. gobble it of course not my sister's boyfriend made a salad for Kylie Minogue and he licked his hands before he did it, just so he could say that she's ingested his spit. Oh, that must be bad to be Kaylee Minogue if people are doing that. Uh, yeah, so if you're famous, beware that people will fuck with your food. Yeah. Music's dog shit, but she's nice. No, she went through a good period in the early 210s, I think. Yeah, she did. Like, All the Lovers is just oh, a tune. All the Lovers is a tune. Yeah, fantastic. O- also, can't get you out of my head. Well, that was earlier, but that's okay. Fucking tune, mate. Yeah, but it's, it, was it's when, no... it was when Kathy Dennis was writing songs for her with the guy from Mud. I didn't expect you to see that. Yeah, they're a good writing team. Um, uh, some of the uh, best writing teams are apparently all ex-Scandinavian metalers. There's a writing team that does all of, all of Girls Without's best tunes uh, by this writing team. And I think it might be the people from Aqua. Really? Because there was the Swedish factory that churned out all the Backstreet Boys stuff. Scandinavia is amazing for pop. It's just fucking amazing for pop. Do you remember um, when that metal band won Eurovision? Lordy. Lordy, yeah. Finland. Uh, Yeah, exactly, Finland. We probably met Lordy. I mean, the odds are there. Yeah, I didn't know they were Finnish. Um, But they love their metal up there. But Lordy, they're genuinely brilliant. And they've also got a song called Babes for Breakfast, which is amazing. And the chorus is, Babes for Breakfast, Bitches for Lunch. Surely bitches for brunch is funnier. Maybe they're like... No, it was. No, it was. Babes for breakfast, bitches for brunch, babes for breakfast, more sluts for lunch. (laughs) So, there you go. So, uh, God, by lunchtime, you've got to be full, aren't you? Yeah, I don't think they're... I don't think they're actually eating them. Oh, okay. I think they're um, making love to them. (laughs) Sexually. Uh, Songwriting team for Girls Aloud. What happened to them? They kind of pitted out, didn't they, Girls Aloud? Well, uh, you know, she'll cool. Um, she kind of went to make her 
way in the world. And I don't know, the rest of them could have done anything. I do remember uh, a song I didn't hate from the ginger one who looked like she was scared and afraid to be there. Oh, I'm comp- hang on, I'm comp- Yeah, she did look afraid to be there. She was oh, like, God. oh, what's going on? <laughs> oh, why am I here? <laughs> the whole time it looked like she thought someone was going to go, hang on a minute, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, get out. But she did have a, a, a good tune that was like, A O V E. I don't remember that, but the songwriting team for Girls Aloud was Xenomania, and it's an English songwriting production based, uh, founded by Brian Higgins, obviously, in Kent. And he met with Miranda Cooper, and they've written a bunch of tunes for Cher, Kylie Minogue, Danny Minogue, Sophie Ellis-Bexler, blah, 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 and all of the other sugar babes and Saturdays. Um, the thing is, I think we're thinking of the wrong people, because this is... They wrote their original tunes. No, you're thinking of the wrong people. I never made any declarative statement. Good point. Fair enough. So they, it looks like they wrote Sounds of the Underground and stuff like that. But they're, they're, they're do you remember their, their proper banging hits like... It's all about my psychology. <laughs> yeah, or, <laughs> yeah, yeah chemist, chemistry, chemistry. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, chemistry. Bio, bio, biology. But they did do a song called Chemistry Physics. or an album called Chemistry. They didn't do... General physics. Science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Astronomy. Yeah. Um, no, so uh, what was the song? Ooh, ooh, just a little bit. Who do you think you are? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Ooh, are just a little bit. It's, um, something kind of ooh. Jumping yes. on my two two. Or something like yeah. The the reason why you got all of that kind of hard pop with the big bomb 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 and everything really edgy is because it's all written by fucking Scandinavian metalers. I need fucking Wikipedia. Here we go. No, it's also written by Xenomania. Oh, I'm wrong then. It's so all it's English. So it's nothing to do with Scandinavians. No. But a- stupid. Aqua, Kathy Dennis and the guy from Mud are a big songwriting team, as are the people from Aqua. As is... Come on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> <laughs> as, as is... <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so much. It's because he looks stupid. Uh, no, it's just funny. Renee, I believe. R- Renee, not to be confused with... Renee from Alua Alua. No, no limit. Oh, that's too unlimited, yeah. Yeah, because there's the guy, the guy in that who reminds me of the guy from. No, I, I thought too unlimited were distinct. So, what was your most famous person? You've I, met? I don't know. I don't actually know if I've ever met anyone properly famous. Oh, Mark Knopfler. I sat on the same table as Mark Knopfler and had a drink with him, and he shook my hand and said, "Hello, Jamie," and I was like, "This hand has played so many tunes. He's certainly one of the most successful and one of the most respected." I went out with a girl once who was legitimately friends with Mark Wahlberg and Jenny McCarthy. How? Uh, I think she knew Mark Wahlberg somehow. But she told you as well. That's a bit sad. Oh, no. She was going uh, to see them the next week. So it came up like organically in conversation. Imagine if they, um, imagine if she said, oh, they're having a party. I don't know why they both have a party together. (laughs) Um, No, they're, they're a couple. Mark Wahlberg and Jenny McCarthy? Yeah, or at least were. No. Yes. She was going out with Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Jim Carrey's killed a woman since then. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He has. What? Okay, a woman going out with Jim Carrey died in mysterious circumstances. Jim Carrey kill, killed a woman. I'm going to... What? But he didn't kill her. This is, you know... 
<laughs> just to backpedal completely on my movie. A woman died of drug-related business while going out with your oh, kid. Oh, no, 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 no. This is serious. Look, 1st of June... I know she's dead! No, 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 no. 1st of June, 2017, Jim Carrey is set to face trial for the death of his girlfriend. Oh, shit. No, I don't think he ever went to trial. Katharina White, after a judge declared, I will not tolerate this heartless attempt to exploit me or the woman I love. Yes, yeah, so she was found dead in a Los Angeles home in September 2015. A post-mortem found the 30-year-old died from an overdose of various prescription drugs. Oh, and they said it was suicide. All right, so let's have a look now at Mark Wahlberg and Jenny... They can't be. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, as in, you know, check it by Boston. <laughs> yeah, as in perfect storm. Perfect storm. You, you won't get that joke. I've started watching Judd Apatow's new comedy series on Netflix called Love, and it's just a it's boy meets girl, basically, is what it is. But um, he's a nerd, and his friends come over to his house, and they write songs together. They write title songs together for films that don't have a title song. In this one episode, they're writing a song for Perfect Storm. And, and the chorus goes, <laughs> perfect storm. It was a perfect storm. That's it. And I was just singing it all day today. Uh, but there's just a bit in it where they're playing and someone over the top just goes, you're a dead man, Clooney. Which is very funny. <laughs> oh, yes. Mark Wahlberg, Jenny McCarthy, wedding. Okay, they're married then. Okay. No, 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 no. Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg, sorry. Fact. Sorry. Oh, I got, it was more of the Jenny McCarthy bit I was interested in because even though I was good out with her and she was like, oh, I'm friends with him, I couldn't resist lecturing her about Jenny McCarthy's stance on vaccinations. Well, here we go. When Donnie Wahlberg, this is um, from a website called the Boston Globe, Boston. Um, and Jenny McCarthy got married a year ago, there was speculation that Rhea Durham, wife of Donnie's brother Mark, might not be a big fan of the bride. Why else would she and her husband skip the wedding? Oh, Hollywood gossip. Well, it seems maybe Durham really doesn't like McCarthy. Something to do with tweets. Oh, fuck off. Who cares? Just to send it into... Anyway, yeah, so I'm just seeing how I'm tangentially... (laughs) Not not even anyone famous. I don't know. What's the most famous person you've met? George Harrison is very, no, very he famous. Is, he is very famous. Very, very famous. But apart from that whole lot of spender money song, you didn't do much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to take a money. One hit wonder, really, won't he? Fair play. If you ask me what my favourite individual Beatles song is, it's that. Oh, no, my individual Beatles song has to be something by Lennon. Something like, Mother, you had me. But I never had you. Uh, you're not thinking about, you know, ah. 90s and 2000s Paul McCartney, which was just <laughs> yeah. great. Thumbs McCartney. Yeah. Uh, Flaming Pie was good. I'll had that. I, he made me listen to it. It was not good. Yeah. Well, that's what I always think about when I think about the album is Al, <laughs> Al had it. <laughs> Al being a 20-year-old man had a Paul McCartney album at uni. <laughs> but he did clean up on the pussy because of it. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. Yeah. It's like... Hey, I heard you're the guy who's got that flaming pie out. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was all right. Uh, but he also did, maybe I'm amazed the way you love me all the time. If you play it backwards, it's a recipe for a ripping lentil soup. That's a Simpsons quote. What did Ringo do? Thomas the Tank Engine. Thomas, which let's not, let's not sell that short. <laughs> he did, I, I'm sure he did something else. I listened to a Ringo star song the other day and I was like, fuck, this is dire. <laughs> that sounds a bit right. He's still alive, right? Yeah, him and McCartney. I was thinking about this. McCartney must be... You never see him anymore. He's probably just like gone, fuck it. I've got about 10 years under my belt to go. I've got all this money. I'm just going to fucking live it up. And he's got a fit wife. With two legs. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, this one does have two legs. Why did he go for that awful screechy scouse bird? One of the funniest jokes I've ever seen is in the IT crowd where, uh, you know, the the guy from Dark Place who replaced Chris Morris, Chris Morris's son in the uh, IT crowd, oh, and, he went, and he went to jail. Uh, not jail, he went to court and he turned up like wearing like the version of that suit like that she wore when she was in, I don't know, was it the divorce thing with Paul McCartney? I don't know. Yeah, the, you know, the, the cars, was it was amazing. That is just one of the funniest jokes I've ever seen. Matt Berry. Matt Berry. Matt, Matt Berry, Berry, yeah. Is he from Dark Place? Yeah, he plays Sanchez. Yes, he's got an amazing voice. Um, I remember um, seeing him in Toast in London and he kept on saying charisma. Toast is very good. I do I like can't Toast stand in London. The man's charisma. I, don't know, I don't know much of it I've seen, but it's very, very good. Also, the theme tune is fantastic. How does it go? It's not singable. It's not singable. <laughs> it's simply not singable by a human. <laughs> yeah, but you won't get the vibe. It's, it's, it's a melancholy piano tune. Yes, so um, it's just been suggested that for the, for our next podcast adventure, we get a colonic. I'd be up for it. I would be. Apparently, it's not particularly healthy. It can pierce the lining of the colon. Well, I'm no less up for it. I enjoy <laughs> having an intact colon. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things that you just want to tick off the list, isn't it? Working colon. <laughs> yeah, that and Machu Picchu. <laughs> yeah, that's it's right on the list, isn't it? You so explain this. You created a blog purely to destroy someone else. Well, I mean, you when you say it that way, it makes me sound like the bad guy. Um, <laughs> she she was awful. She was. I can't remember who I found her. I think it was maybe. Um, I think it was it was some BBC forum, and they'd got basically they wanted a dissenting voice who was like, "No, I tell you what, Robert Mugabe's good." Um, oh, right. And obviously, with my oh, my background in Zimbabwe, not really, but you know what I mean. Well, you went there, yeah. So about, about you to, knew that so, uh, Colonel Banana was there, well. <laughs> uh, President Banana, President, oh, President <laughs> Banana. <laughs> he, was, hey, whoa, whoa. he was never in the military. Let's not undo uh, the work of President Banana. Uh, yeah, so I went to this and I read all of her posts, and they were all just just awful. So, so what was I you felt, was compa- and I never comment on the internet because it's a waste of time. Who cares? So what was her position on Mugabe? Uh, he is a brave imperial, uh, anti-imperialist leader. Oh, God. Let's all get behind. Oh, God. So he can do no wrong at this point. Her, right, he's a mad syphilis-ridden dictator, is what he, she should have said. But right. uh, Yeah, that would be... That, although he's doing well for like 96 now or whatever he is. You've got to give him on that. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> It's the same as the royal family. It's because they've got yeah, the no, facilities. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I just I don't want to sound unbalanced. But yeah, basically, and she would she would go on a lot about a lot of stuff, and it was all just irritate, and it just it wound me up. So I commented on some of the stuff, and then it was like I got banned for like spamming and being off topic when I was neither of such a things, and it upset me. So I was like, okay, screw this. I'm setting up. Was this on the BBC? No, no, no. This was on her blog. It was a WordPress blog. Right, but so the, she banned you, basically. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so I was like, screw this. I'll set up my own. <laughs> so she was like, St- St- Stefania Harris, if anyone wants to track her down. Don't know what she's up to now. Stefania Harris. I believe she was a lawyer, although I'm not entirely sure that's true. But she looked like um, newspaper TV critic Ian Highland. <laughs> I, um, I know who you mean. Yeah, she looked a lot, but she thought she was very good looking. I, I basically, I got obsessed with her for a little while. Did you secretly love her? No, no. It, she is not, you know, she's not that kind of chubby Australian girl from primary school who I hated, who I secretly loved, right? <laughs> so how, how do you spell Stefania? I, I think it's with an F. No, it's maybe PH because I was not Steph. 
It was basically dedicated to just calling her out on the stuff that she said. Oh, God. No, I can't find it. But go on. So uh, Anyway. Oh, no. Is that her? No, First that's picture. too young. No, 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 no. Anyway, yeah. Um, so basically, she would write stuff. I would talk about how it was bollocks. What I also did was everyone who'd commented on her site, I sent them individual messages being like, <laughs> if you want to comment properly, come across to mine. <laughs> so I got quite a lot of followers quite quickly. But she, um, she'd, a guy who I basically agree with, who was also like, I can't believe this woman. He was like a teacher in Canada or something. And she'd like went to his work and tried to get him sacked. Um, for she like posted, yeah, oh, for post offensive stuff, it got, and, I, and, and, I, and I, yeah, so I sent, a, I, I put up a story about this and ended it with, I believe it was what a fucking bitch, right? That got me oh, taken down a bit, but she only complained she about it, not when I did it. No, she's half Italian, so she plays into it. So I've got a link here. Sorry, finish your story. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, so, so like she, she knew I was going on holiday because I was like, I'm off. I'm going to be away for a week. Go to Berlin. So yeah, she made complaints, got me taken down at that point and was like talking about doing stuff to my work and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll just bend over and take it here. I've had my fun and I did have my fun. It was good. I really upset her and her family. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. We've got, uh, there's a, a WordPress site called Charlie Space. There's a post here called Just Who Is Stefania Harris? And he said, this is, bear in mind, 10 years ago now. So this sound. So I would say when did I go to Berlin? Two thousand seven. So I would say I. Yeah, so I, 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 I eleven. Eleven years ago. Yeah. So he said, "I'm really starting to believe that Stefania Harris is a facade. She posts on a range of topics, but they all have a similar theme. She hates Protestants, Britain, interracial relationships." But oh god, no! So Protestants, I didn't get. She didn't like the. British, but I mean, that's just typical lefty stuff. She was so anti-interracial. She was like, oh, I'm this anti-imperialist, blah, blah, blah. Tell you what, black men. Ugh. And her younger sister, Amy, spelt wrongly, A-M-I-E-E, I think. Oh, um, she also had a that second age brother who it. was also a tit. I can't remember now. Um, tit Harris? <laughs> yeah. Tis, what did you say earlier? Titation? Titular. Yeah, titular Harris. It was not titular Harris. Yeah, so she also hates international relationships, but loves Muslims and Islam. Yet, I'm quoting the blog here. Yet claims to be a white Catholic girl from Sicily. I smell a rat. <laughs> and, then, and then he's just got a quote in blocks, which says, Since 1534, to the turn of the century, England has been a bastion for religious zealots, extremists, preachers, hates and bigots. Okay, thanks. Uh, not a very nice thing to say about her adoptive country, particularly as she's an Italian. I, I, think, she was, um, I think she was half Italian and actually born in England. Uh, she okay. She blindly defends all things Islamic and Muslim. Bans anything remotely contradictory from her site. That's true. As anti-Islamist or Isla Islamophobic, whilst peddling anti-Semitic rants herself. She was quite. It wasn't just an Israel thing. I she was. She was quite. Fucking anti -Semitic. hate anti-Semitic people. I fucking hate it because they always. They need to keep it under the yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they always paint it as some kind of anti. Israeli anti-imperialist slant and it's like you just hate Jews you just fucking you just fucking but the problem is there, is there is legitimate criticism of Israel this yeah, is not what she had no, <laughs> no, no there is but I'm talking about people who are yes no I, I agree it's a, it's a way of doing it but then there's also people who are like have you said anything about Israel you're anti-Semitic so it's yeah I agree yeah. I agree I'm merely talking about the people who for no reason at all hate Jewish people fucking does my head in and I'm not being all right on there because there's lots of people I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish people aren't one of them. Right, so anyway, he's got a link to her blog, I think. So let's have a look. It's got, it's got to be gone now. Oh, this site is marked as private by its owner. But it is called Steffi, uh, S-T-E-P-H-I, blog, yeah. dot word. Well, that makes sense because I was not Steph. 
And that, that doesn't make sense. This guy's put a lot of effort into it because look, he, he, not as much as me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be, yeah, to be fair, you seem to have put more effort into it. But he's written, she blindly defends all things Islamic and Muslim, bans anything remotely contradictory, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then he said, her latest is, this is his word, so it doesn't make sense, Islam is a good post, is this one, all right? Brown. I think, I mean, at least Islam is good post, I think. Oh, I mean. okay, yeah. He should have put that with uh, hyphens, really, yeah. to connect it together. Brown bans Islamic moderate. And then he's put moderate now, is, is he? This is the man who said on BBC's Newsnight, and a quote, an Israeli woman is not like women in our societies because she is a soldier. Oh, right. Blah, blah, blah. This will be blah, like blah. Hizu or Ab Tahir or someone like Hizu. It's, it's three words. She was always on about how they were actually fine. And when you looked into them, they were pretty awful. Well, I, I was reading this book. You'll remember this. I was reading this book. Angry. Remember, remember when Jim was reading a book. <laughs> remember, yeah. Rare. Uh, Rare. It was one of those with a felt in it. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Where is my dog, Mister Dog? That's Mister Dog to you. <laughs> Give him some respect. <laughs> uh, where is Mister Dog? Yeah. Um, no, I was reading a book called Angry White People, oh, yeah. and I wanted to read it to because it was all about um, the EDL. And Do you Tom- want to see if you got mentioned? <laughs> no, it's EDL, Tommy Robinson, things like that, and it was written by this Chinese girl. I think she's Chinese. She may not be. The book really quickly descended into massive bias and it just fucked me off that if someone's trying to argue that the EDL are awful, right? And I'm not saying they're not, but I'm saying if you're trying to argue the EDL are awful... You can keep that factual and win. Yes, exactly. You don't need to go OTT with it. Oh, exactly. And and so what she was doing in the beginning of the book is she's going around Luton Estates um, looking to talk to people and then going up to people. And this in in and of itself is fucking annoying. Going up to people that look like, you know, like 50 year old skinhead white guys and saying I'll come and speak to you about immigration and things like that so she's kind of like giving them like loaded questions anyway and then she interviews some one of the uh, some guys a barber there and he's given some he's saying oh this is happening that's happening and every time he says something she's just interrupting it going actually this guy's definitely wrong because of this and this and this and there were some things he said yeah you didn't do it in the conversation though did you yes exactly and and there's some things that that I had the things that she said, I was like, that's wrong. And I can, I, can, I can tell you why that's wrong. So it was skewed that way. And the bit where I put the book down was, um, who's that fucking uh, Anjam Chowdhury or whatever? Yes, Anjam Chowdhury. Yeah. Now, now he is pri- the respectable face of Islamic extremism. Uh, well, he's not. He's in prison. No, but what I mean is he can talk cogently and coherently. Talk he's above. one down from the hook-handed guy. Abakatada, or whatever he's called. Yeah, Abakatada. Yeah, let's all go down the strand. Yes. But she, in the book, this is before he's gone to prison, obviously, interviews him. And I'm not kidding you. It's like, I went to see this wise cleric called Anjam Chowdhury. I might be pronouncing his first name wrong. Um, well, I think that's right. And, and he's and, and he's this quiet man. And I went to I went to this little cafe where he was, and he's very protective because he understands there's a lot of bigots out there. And he gave me access, and he, and it was his lovely family. And then she quotes all this stuff that he's saying, like, we, you know, we just want to have freedom to worship our God and, and live our lives. And she was all like, and the whole thing is so like, God, this Amniam Chowdhury guy is so amazing and beautiful and he just wants to live his life with his family and he's wise and clever and learned. And, and look at these fucking assholes. And I was like, this guy is he's in prison for hate speech now, but everyone knew he was a fucking extremist bigot nutter. And, and she, like just, I say, he was the guy who they would let be on shouty Nicky Campbell on a 
Sunday morning. Yes. You know, shouting Nicky Campbell. Um, but anyway, so I just stopped reading it because I was like, if this is the first three chapters or something, it's just going to get yeah, worse. If, if that's a standard, yeah. And it, Let's and, be a bit more even-handed. And they had the, the guy... Out, there are awful people on all sides. <laughs> exactly. But the guy who did the intro to the book was called Benjamin Zaff. You know the... Oh, the poet who is awful yeah. because all poets are awful. Uh, he's awful, but also a very intelligent guy and very articulate. And his introduction is actually really good. And it's 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 lampooning. Yeah, but don't lend your name to something that's a pile of shit. But this is it. I was like, I was like, why are you endorsing this book, which, like a paper tiger fucking argument? You know, like you make a straw man, then you smash it down, mm. then you're like, oh, I told you, fucking annoys me. Um, I was listening to a, a podcast, and some guy was talking about how instead of doing the straw man argument, you should do what's called the steel man argument, which is where you take your opponent's strongest argument and strongest view, and you attack that. You don't go, so what you're saying is, mm. oh, black people should fuck off. So what you're saying is, we should never go in Europe again, or, you know, whatever. Uh, the, the Carthy Newman defense. Oh, she the Channel 4? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Peterson. Yeah. Oh, so I think food's ready. Well, let's eat, break bread, and be merry. All right, let's. We've probably gone on for a long time. We didn't even talk about what I did in Mexico. No, we didn't. I mean, the God, people are dying to hear about that. We also didn't talk about the fact that I bought an Eckhart Tolle course today off the internet for fourteen pounds. Yeah, good. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, you love mm, that. Shit. Yeah, I. My dad used to drive an Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, he's actually the guy who wrote The Power of Now, and he's all about spirituality. The Power of Now. All right, do you want to do you want to say goodbye? Do you want to shout goodbye? Bye. Um, do you want to say goodbye, Ian? Yeah, I do. Goodbye. Oh, hang on. Have you got any last words? Because we're wrapping up really quick. <sighs> it's not well, not last words, but I just this has been a good free range and wide range of conversation. I do want to do the stand up comedy bit. Let's not let that lie. Yes. I want to do it? Not ten thousand yes. hours. No, ten thousand hours, bitch. Let's give it a go. Stop shouting see. into the mic and ruining the sound. Uh, yes, but okay. That's what they'll say to me when I'm on stage. <laughs> so let's start with signing up to one of the comedy classes. 100%. You know, who's the big tall comedian? Greg. Greg Davies. Greg Davies did it. And, uh, Carl Donnelly did it. Who? The Welsh guy. Yeah, the Welsh guy did it. Oh, Rod Morgan. Rod, Rod Gilbert. Rod Gilbert. I don't like Rod Gilbert and I don't like Greg Davies, so this isn't helping me and I hadn't like, heard of the other guy. You don't like Greg Davies? No, he can fuck off a bit. You don't like Bill Burr either, do you? No, he can do fuck off Do you like stand-up comedy? Not really. <laughs> All right, but we should go to one together because I think... I like Tim Vine. He makes a lot of shit jokes. Tim Vine's great. Yeah, T- Tim Vine is the Plato's comic. Still rocking the haircut even though he definitely shouldn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Still, still, still keeping that night and cut. Like Neil Hamburger. Who? Hamburger. No, we'll chat about this off stage. Yeah. It doesn't work. Off mic, off air. All right, say goodbye. Off stage. (laughs) Bye. Bye, 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 bye.